is the Mormon Mixed Faith Marriage Podcast with Certified Life Coach Brooke Booth, episode number 62. This podcast, I'm going to talk about holidays and a mixed faith marriage. So for me, when I'm recording this, it's about a week before Thanksgiving. When this publishes, it'll probably be um, just after Thanksgiving and a few weeks before Christmas. So we're in the thick of the holiday season. And so I want to talk about holidays in a mixed faith marriage. And I find that the difficulty, if that's the accurate word, or the stressors around holidays in a mixed faith marriage tend to correlate with where you happen to be on your particular faith journey if you're the one who has the faith transition. Or they tend to be where you know your spouse is on their faith journey or where you think your spouse is on their faith journey. Now, this is a bit of a reductive statement, but I, I want to suggest it might have to do with the belief in God or the perceived belief in God. So I remember the first year or two of my mixed faith marriage. I think I was a little confused how to approach Christmas, but it got a little trickier over time as the faith journey progressed more. And then there were questions around agnosticism or atheism or things like that. And then it makes holidays, which are really actually like Christmas is a religious based holiday. It can potentially make that a little bit trickier. I know it's so common for the work I do with clients, for my own lived experience, so common when you tell your family that you've had a faith transition, when you tell them, you know, you're doubting or you're shifting in beliefs, they often say something like, but you still believe in God, right? You still believe in Jesus, right? Or, you know, do you believe in God? And and I know a lot of times that people can handle a faith transition, but then like that next shift, you know, to not believing in God or something like that. And that's not always the next natural step. That's just for some people the next step. Is that can be even scarier than you know, letting go of some beliefs in Mormonism, but actually letting go of belief in, in a in a God. And I think this can be why the holidays can be a little bit trickier because it can rub up against some of these very uncomfortable questions of, do I believe in God? You know, am I agnostic? Am I atheist? Do I just want to go to another church? Like those types of questions can be very challenging to look at. So I want you to realize that if you're going into the holiday season with some dread, some concerns, it may be that there's some work for you to do around, you know, your faith journey still, around your faith transition. There may be some internal work to do there, you know, around where you are in your journey. But what I want to do primarily in this podcast is I want to take this time to talk about, like, we're going to put aside, I'm not saying it's good or bad, you know, where you are in your faith journey. We're going to put that aside and we're going to look more about the impact on the family and the marriage as the holidays approach. 
But please, if it's coming up for you and this is really stressful, I want to suggest it's worth looking at the faith journey again as well. If you're like, I think I'm done with that, but the holidays are very stressful, you may not be. There may be some additional work and processing to do there. But like I said, we're going to focus on the impact on the family and marriage for the purpose of this podcast. If you don't believe in the same God, you don't believe in the same religion, how do you celebrate a religious holiday? I know that when we use, like before my faith transition, how we celebrated Christmas and the holidays were seeped in religion. Probably very similar to you and your family. I mean, every year we would set up nativity scenes in the homes, my tree is covered in angels. That's basically the theme, very religious. Um, you know, we would always visit the neighboring stakes annual live, na- na- <laughs> live nativity event. Of course, there's the Ward Christmas party, the Ward Secret Santa, lots of scripture reading, our own nativity reenactment. Christmas carols are quite religious as well. So they're playing quite a bit more. Then there's always the annual Christmas devotional broadcasted from Salt Lake. And also around this time of year is like tithing settlements or declarations as they now call them. In my mind, those were all part and parcel to the holiday season. All of it seeped heavily in religion. How to deal with it in a mixed faith marriage. And like I said every earlier, every family and their faith journey will bring up different things depending on where people are in their faith transition journey. And I'm going to talk about a couple of different issues here that may come up in your family or may not, just depending on where your journey is. But use the ideas here and apply them to what is coming up for you, if anything. So what I see is when people step into the holiday season, they see a lot of problems. Problems around activities or traditions that are no longer honoring the whole family or honoring all the individuals in the family. And and a lot of times this is characterized or understood as problems. And I'll give you some examples that I've seen from clients. One is Christmas carols. I had a client who struggled choosing music with his wife around the holidays. She loved the religious carols. He did not. He found them very triggering and upsetting. And when she played them in the home, he felt rejected, discounted, frustrated. That was seen as a problem. Maybe this is you as well. From either side. Like, she was frustrated that she he didn't approve of her playing them when they were so important to her. He was frustrated that she wanted to play them when they were so upsetting to him. It's definitely a two-way street there. Another problem some people present with is like the focus. Do we focus on Santa? Do we focus on family time? Do we focus on nativity and scriptures? Like where's our focus? And for some people, it can be very upsetting to shift that focus away from nativity or scriptures and, you know, Jesus's birth and to other things like Santa or family time or service or other things. Another one is scripture reading. And this is, this is tied into the, to the former scripture reading is, 
not uncommon, you know, when there's two believing spouses to have that be an integral part of Christmas celebration. And a lot of times what will happen is the one spouse won't want to do it or won't want to do it as much. And that can be frustrating to both people as they navigate a new balance. Or another thing I've seen happen is one spouse stops initiating it, but the other one never really picks up the baton, yet still feels cheated out of having that important family tradition. This can really manifest in a couple of ways. Either they don't pick up the baton and feel cheated or they do pick it up and the other spouse isn't liking that or they feel like maybe they're stepping on toes. There can be a lot of complexities in the holiday season. Here's just an example of three problems. Maybe you have other ones. Think about what came up last year, what you anticipate coming up this year. And then the question is, so what to do? What to do if, you know, there's something that's so important to one and hurtful to another. Feels a little bit like a catch-22. And it can get tricky to see solutions to all of these problems. This is the tool I want to teach you. Whatever you may see as the problem, I want to suggest that that can be an opportunity. What I want to teach you is when there are problems, can you reframe them as opportunities? I learned this idea from my sister. She's an incredible person. I have a lot of sisters. This one in particular is the one just younger than me. And she is a very successful um, corporate worker. Like she's a VP of a major medical insurance company, highly successful. And we were talking once and she was explaining this to me, this idea of the people who work under her, who see problems, struggle a lot. And their work is extremely challenging for them and not very fulfilling. But the people who work for her who see Things is like what most people would call problems, they see them as opportunities. Now, here's an opportunity for me to really shine. Here's an opportunity for me to really help. Here's an opportunity for me to really showcase my skills. Here's an opportunity for me to create a new process. Here's an opportunity for me to build on teamwork. Here's an opportunity for me to help someone. I was absolutely fascinated with this idea because I can see how it can apply to our marriages, especially our mixed faith marriages, because often all we see is an onslaught of problems. So if in this holiday season, you're just seeing problem, problem, problem. What do I do with this? How do we reconcile this? If he wants scriptures and I want that, how do we make it work? These are problems. And what if you started looking them, looking at them as opportunities. An opportunity. How can we as a couple come up with really creative solutions so both partners feel respected and honored in our family activities and our family traditions around the holidays? When you can see an issue as an opportunity instead of a problem, 
things can really start to change. And it can be subtle or it can be significant. But this is the difference of feeling drained versus feeling fulfilled. This is the difference of feeling exhausted and lose-lose versus win-win and optimistic and creative. What if the issues you face this holiday seasons were opportunities to communicate more and improve your communication? What if the issues facing you this holiday season were an opportunity to create new, maybe even better, or even just as good family traditions? What if these were opportunities to work through some of your own individual stuff around what is triggering you and process loss or grief around what is no longer in your life? What if this were an opportunity to spend more time and energy on the traditions that everybody already loves, that are already established, that are already cherished? So take some time this holiday season to brainstorm opportunities that are facing you. Get creative, ask around, get on Google, search Pinterest. This is an opportunity here for you to learn a new skill in your relationship, to explore new ways of creating family activities. It's an opportunity to make a family tradition that's already solid even better. So many opportunities here. So whatever the issues are facing you in this holiday season, if it's in-laws, if it's, you know, scriptures versus Santa, if it's, you know, this tradition just just grates on you or grates on your spouse you don't have necessarily a problem that's insurmountable but you have an opportunity to develop your relationship to develop yourself here in a new way and that is a beautiful thing that's when like going back to my sister and how she was telling me about at work that's when people thrive in their jobs that's when people find fulfillment and satisfaction like never before because they see these things that are going to happen anyway in life as opportunities instead of problems. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be easy. You're going to be like, nope, this is really a problem. But I want you to stretch and challenge yourself. Can you see this as an opportunity? All right, what I want to suggest is like, write down what you want to do this holiday season. Make a list. A list of all the activities you want to do, the activities you usually do, the things that you usually do, and then decide, you know, which ones can you make into powerful opportunities for you, for your family, for the growth of you, for the connection of your family. And then do just that. Do just that. If you need more support, if you're like, Brooke, That sounds great, but I need a little bit more help here. Feel free to reach out. Reach out and let's get on a call and see if coaching is what you need. Maybe my small group coaching, which is coming up very soon, at the beginning of of the new year, in January, you might want to be a member of that to start off the new year very strong, working on your self-development, your mixed faith marriage like you have never before. Start now with the holiday stuff and then keep going 
by maybe joining my group session. Again, get on my website, brookeboothcoaching.com. Sign up for a free call with me and we can talk through whatever options are best for you. For you to start reframing the issues in your mixed faith marriage as opportunities for growth, for development, for connection, for love, for compassion, for acceptance, and not just problems that cannot be solved. All right, wishing you the best.